Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Universal Freemason Podcast. This is our last episode of 2022. I am your host, J.T. Asher. I am president and founder of the Universal Freemason Research Society, which is a nonprofit organization teaching Masonic and esoteric philosophies as a means to improve society. <laughs> okay, well, uh, hello everyone, and, and uh, it's, I hope everyone had a good holiday. Um, they seem to have come and gone pretty quickly, didn't they? Um, uh, it's, uh, this was one of those years where my wife and I was uh, very sad to see the menorah uh, go dark, and uh, I kind of miss it. When, when the last day happens and uh, everything is done, it just, the house feels different. <laughs> so, but I hope you all had the uh, the, the same experience, uh, however uh, way you celebrated the holidays, if uh, or if you didn't celebrate it at all. I hope that you had a, a wonderful time. Um, there is a theme across all religious practices that I can think of quickly, uh, Judaism, Christianity, Buddhism, and uh, Islam, uh, to name a few, uh, that during this time of, of the year, uh, just leading up to the longest, darkest time of the year, which is winter solstice, um, the theme in those religious practices seems to be a longing for uh, creation of and a worship of light. And in our literal darkest hours of December, we hold out hope that light is sure to come to us. And we hold out hope that we will never be in the dark for too long. But uh, what exactly does light represent? And so we're going to take a look at that on our podcast today. And uh, we'll revisit light and we'll revisit what is truth. And we will explore the day-to-day ideals of truth, um, the Gnostic ideas of truth. Uh, and what did Albert Pike and Manley P. Hall have to say about truth? And most importantly, we'll cover some ideals of how we should approach truth uh, along our own paths as we travel down this sometimes bumpy, curvy road of life. (laughs) Uh, And we're going to do so right after a word from our sponsor, Anchor Podcast App, and our very own Moment of Goat. This is the Universal Freemason Podcast. I will be right back. Okay, and I am back, and welcome back, everyone. And I want to say, as I usually do in this, in this, uh, to begin our second segment of the show, uh, thank you so much for a great 2022. Uh, this being the last few days of 2022, I have been reflecting on what you all have meant to me by taking time to listen to this quaint little podcast here, which is uh, something that. I think it's evolved a lot since its inception, um, as I has also 
as I have also evolved uh, quite a bit myself. I've learned a lot. I've had some experiences, both good and bad, that have helped shape me along the way. And uh, I hope that it's reflected on, uh, you know, as you listen to the podcast. So I hope something that's said here, um, something that's been discussed here, has helped you to also look further in, into your own philosophies and hopefully it's enhanced it or enhanced your philosophy or or maybe it's helped you question it but uh no matter i hope in some way it has it helped or or affected you in a positive way um so i'm looking forward to what we will discover together in 2023 uh and i really appreciate it and thank you so much for your time so what is truth is your truth my truth? Is there a universal agreement as to what truth is? When we consider truth, we might find there to be both esoteric and exoteric essences to it. Um, in the divine aspect of truth, we might be reminded of the Gnostic concept of truth, which is based on uh, what is known, what is called in Gnosticism an inner knowing or a knowledge that each of us holds that uh, we have a fragment of the divine within us. Uh, in our normal state of consciousness, we are ignorant to our divinity. We are what in Gnosticism we would call, or Gnostics would call darkness, or being in a state of ignorance is, is uh, equated to the dark, and, and the light is equated to uh, a state of illumination or a state of awakening. And, and uh, when we are awakened, we recognize and accept not only the divinity in our own selves, um, but we also recognize the divinity in uh, every living thing. So, in Gnostic beliefs, we would we would say that truth would be intertwined in a spiritual awakening, or knowing that you hold fragments of divinity with within you. <clears throat> and then we might consider. You know, what we would say is a daily truth, is um, your run-of-the-mill ABC truth. And that is, um, the daily truth would say that we all agree on on what it, you know, up, for instance, is what is above our heads. So if I were to tell you to look up, you would look to the sky. Um, we all hold that truth to be uh, self-evident, <laughs> right? So, um, and down uh, is below our feet. And uh, east and west, uh, north and south, we all agree that these, what directions these things are. And, you know, we would also agree that um, nine times out of ten, unless you end up on ridiculousness or something like that, if you're uh, going to sit in a chair, it's going to hold you. So you will. Our truth is is that when I'm going to that chair, I'm going to sit in that chair. 
Uh, interesting thing about direction, though, and I, I, I'm going to get a little bit off the beaten path here for just a second, because um, originally, uh, you know, as I've mentioned many times on the podcast, uh, I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, and um, so the streets in, in Detroit and in Michigan you don't say they're not on a what we would say a, a literal grid system okay so if i were to if i'm if i'm going to give you directions and i'm in detroit i'm going to say you know uh, go to mcgraw and and turn right <clears throat> and you're going to turn right and mcgraw's going to turn into ford road and then you take ford road and then you're going to turn left uh, uh wherever I'm going to tell you to turn left to, <laughs> right? So um, there's no east or west. We don't usually, as I was growing up in my um, early adulthood, we wouldn't have explained how to get to a place by saying go east or west. And and a lot of times when, and I still do it now, and this is going to come into the story that I'm going to tell, um, <clears throat> we just point. So if I say I went, I went over there, to X place, it doesn't matter. In Michigan, it doesn't matter where I'm pointing. It's just a part of the hand gesture that you're using while you're talking about how you went somewhere. Okay. Fast forward now. So I I turn about 20 years old and I, I moved to Utah. <clears throat> now Utah set up on this east west north south grid system and uh so if i'm going to let's say 100 south to to 200 south i'm i'm on the grid so it's a block away now since it's a grid system and everyone that's grown up here is used to literal east west west north and south grid system um they take where you're pointing uh literally so if I say, oh, and up and down too, it's very literal here. So I can't just say like I went down the street too, but if the place I'm going to is actually like what they would consider here to be up the street, I get corrected all the time. And like, I'll be pointing, like I'll say, I went over there to this place and everyone knows where this place is. But if I'm pointing in the wrong direction to where the place is, you know, you think I've just blasphemed or something, then I get corrected about about that. So, um, so it really, um, up and down uh, can be a, a different type of truth too, can it? <laughs> so, but we all do agree that when we look up, it's the sky, and we look down, it's the floor. Um, and uh, you know, when we go east uh, from New York City, uh, we're going to hit Europe sometime uh if we uh go west from uh somewhere in europe sometime we're gonna hit um north america okay <laughs> so we can all agree on that sorry about my little story but it, i it's it's the damnedest thing um about how literal things are taken about directions here and i've been here for over 30 years and i'm still not used to it okay so i'll just say that Okay, let's get to our next truth. And this next truth is, uh, so we covered uh, divine truth, right? And we covered, we covered uh, Gnostic truth, which is 
knowing that you hold fragments of divinity so far. And then we just we covered um, our daily truth, which is uh, basically we all agree on the same things mostly all of the time. Um, and then we're going to come to our, our third segment of truth. And um, this one's weird. Um, it, say we're in a court of law, and you're sworn to tell the truth. And, and this is where it gets tricky, and this is where truth can get really subjective uh, in a big hurry. Uh, because in a court of law, after you've taken your oath and you're sitting on your on the uh, chair, um, you're being asked questions, and these truths um, hold real consequences as to what fine you are going to pay or how much um, jail time uh, you might do. And, um, unfortunately, because of the consequences can be so steep in a court of law, um, the truth is, uh, as me and you may call truth, is rarely spoken. (laughs) So, if you're asked a question in court like, did you commit the crime, um, you you know how do you plead? You you better um, be pleading not guilty. Um, even if you did commit the crime, uh, you you're gonna want to plead not guilty, and you're gonna let the process um, convict you if it can. And so that's that's court of law and subjective truth. So um, now this is where. Albert Pike had problems with truth because Albert Pike was, um, he was a lawyer and he practiced law in a lot of courtrooms. And, uh, he even, uh, uh, presented a case uh, uh, before the Supreme court at one time. And as a lawyer, uh, Albert Pike wrote this, uh, what is truth to the philosopher? would not be truth or have the effect of truth on the peasant. So here he's layering truth about, you know, uh, Plato said this, but if if you don't have a, a, a lot of good education or a good grip of, uh, let's say, abstract ideals, it was not going to be true to you. You might not understand it. And um, Pike said a lot of things about truth. He he also wrote at one time that, you know, what is true to me uh, will have no bearing effect on another. And uh, no, and which basically he was saying, no matter how true a thing is, you'll never convince anyone else of exactly what that truth could be. And I, I can see him saying that through the eyes of a lawyer because having been in, uh, having presented cases in court, he's going to be frustrated that he presented all of the truths and the jury didn't find it to go his way or the judge decided to rule in another manner. Um, so that's subjective truth. And in my opinion, uh, the subjective truth is probably the worst kind of truth, right? So, and then, Along comes Manly P. Hall, and Manly P. Hall has this bold declaration about truth as it pertains to the Masonic student. And 
Manly P. Hall wrote this, and this is in uh, this is in the the Lost Keys of Freemasonry. And he writes, the true Master Mason recognizes the value of seeking truth wherever he can find it. It makes no difference if it be in the enemy's camp. If it be truth, he will gladly go there to secure it. Now that, I read that several times over the years, and it's blown me away every time. And so let's dissect this for a moment, because I love what he wrote. We'll start with the first paragraph. He says, the true Master Mason recognizes the value in seeking truth. Now that seeking truth, no. Manly P. Hall recognizes that there are truths, both subjective and daily, and the true Mason does not pretend to hold all of the truth. Because remember, uh, as I've said on this podcast before in in earlier episodes, uh, the belief that one has the truth, or you possess what you would say is the truth, um, so there is no reason to seek any other truth, that's defined as dogmatism. And dogmatism is the enemy of of Masonic thought and esoteric thought and philosophy, actually. Um, Dogmatism only sees it one way. Like, this is the way I believe, you know, I'm not going to change. Um, uh, Some of the, some of similar things that I've heard in my lifetime, and this is not to denigrate anybody. But similar thing, a similar thing I heard in my lifetime was uh, something along the lines of uh, in religious circles that uh, God said it, um, the Bible wrote it, something like that, and I believe it, so they're not going to be dissuaded. So it was said, it was written, I believe it, and that's it. Um, that will that stunts growth, and so if you so long as you have that dogmatic viewpoint about any subject and that there's no willingness for you to change and grow um, what will happen is is that you will get stuck in that particular uh, trench uh, for about as long as you know as you're alive and uh, is that a good or bad thing well if you don't want to grow it's probably not so good if you only want to see the world through um, uh, one type of lens uh, and that's how you thrive, so be it. Uh, uh, the Masonic student should should be seeking truth. And so, Emily P. Hall says, so as long as we are seeking truth, now remember, we're not going to hold the truth. We don't really have that responsibility. Remember, Freemasonry is, uh, and Esoterica really, is a multifaceted uh, system. So one diamond, but if the light might reflect so uh, red in, in, in one facet and green in another, uh, it doesn't mean that it's still not the same, but there's different viewpoints, right? So, um, so there's value in seeking and having an open mind, and that value uh, stimulates your philosophical growth. Uh, Manly P. Hall then writes in the same paragraph that 
the master mason would, and he used the word gladly, go into the enemy's camp to secure truth. Wow. <laughs> I mean, so I can just see this. I can, in my mind's eye, I see this like uh, this encampment, uh, like a hardened with barbed wire and razor wire and you know, landmines all around it. I can, I'm just picturing this with this building in the middle of it and that holds this precious commodity of truth. And we're, the, the true Mason is gladly going to trip those wires and do whatever he can to get to that building and secure that truth. Blows me away. That analogy is, is really amazing to me. And he talks about the camp of the enemy. And so this is, when I read that, I, I wondered, you know, who is the enemy and, and what is, or what is the enemy? And uh, Manly P. Hall doesn't define that directly right there within those paragraphs. But when I think about the enemy, I think about, you know, who the enemy is. And when you're a seeker of truth, you bring into uh, the, that realm you bring into that realm your own past belief systems. And it's easy to even bring in your own type of dogma or what people have told you in your past was good or bad and what you should, should avoid and what you should seek. And when you bring that into the realm with you, that can bog you down and your mind becomes the enemy. And are you right? So when you go into the enemy's camp to seek more truth, you're going into, I would read that as, is that we're going into other uh, philosophies that we haven't procured yet and that we were told are evil. And we might see, for instance, if you've grown up in an evangelical household, you're going to be told all of your life that Freemasonry um, is evil. And you might be told, like I was, that, you know, rock and roll was evil. And, you know, remember when Elvis Presley hit the scene, you know, it was the devil's music and, and all of this. And so a lot of people were convinced of that for a long time. And on the way that I grew up, you know, there was segments of my life where I was afraid to seek um, any truth other than what I had already been told. And that really uh, sent me back, I think. But now I'm glad I didn't listen to those voices um, and that I've heard throughout my lifetime. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that I sought um, uh, Freemasonry, and I'm glad that I read about different philosophies and and uh, different religions, and you know, um, have practiced uh, you know quite a few of them actually uh, in my own way. Um, so. Now I feel that as if that I have a lot more experience. I feel more free. I feel that I I have grown in my uh, in my own thinking. I can see the world through a lot of different viewpoints. Thankfully, because I just didn't listen to the voices uh, that told me things were the enemy anymore, and so um, I will gladly now go into. Uh, uh, what we call the camp of the enemy to to procure another truth. Because <laughs> I'm always happy to learn something new. Uh, 
So let's review a bit before I close this podcast for today and for, and for 2022. Uh, so we have some different views of truth. So we have the divine truth and Gnosticism where light represents truth or inner knowing of your divinity and divinity of, of every living thing. And we know that in Gnosticism, that light represents that, that divinity and darkness represents uh, an ignorance of that divinity. And uh, that's and just a side note, that's something that um, one, of the, one of the philosophies that Freemasonry has, has borrowed from is exactly that philosophy. Um, light representing uh, knowledge. Uh, and uh, darkness representing ignorance. And so um, it's heavily borrowed from the from the, the Gnostic viewpoint there. And in the Gnostic viewpoint, in, in when, they, when we're talking about Christmas and we're talking about um, darkness, uh, what the Gnostic sees and would would relate that to is the darkness that we're literally in representing the ignorance and then the divine truth coming to us or they're available to us if we were there to seek it. So it's like a, it's like the savior of uh, knowledge being a savior, the inner knowing. And uh, so that's our first truth. And then our second truth that we, that we have is that the truths that never falter, the up, down, east, west thing, unless you live in Utah, then it's not just, you can't point east, meaning that you went somewhere west, right? <laughs> I can't, I still can't get over it. Um, but uh, these things, uh, are our daily truths are things that uh, keep us all moving in the same direction. So, you know, we know if we go, as I mentioned, if we know if we go east, we're going to hit Europe from New York. If we know if we... Uh, in Europe, and we go west. We're going to hit New York City sometime, and okay, so, so we have that. And then the worst truth of all, in my opinion, is the subjective truths in the courtrooms, where, you know, you dare not reveal these subjective truths because of the consequences. And you could say that that could be the same thing in your workplace too, uh, or in daily life. I, you know, one of the, one thing I'm glad that I don't have to tiptoe around anymore is everyone uh, men know know that there's um the real price you paid for a an item and then there's the wife price and if you paid fifty dollars for something you, you're going to tell your wife it was oh you know i paid about 25 <laughs> right i don't have to deal with that in my own life anymore but i know a lot of men that still do um but you know and it goes the other way too let's not kid ourselves but um so because you know if you say the real truth, you're going to get that look, and you might end up on the couch uh, for a night or two. It just depends, right? So, uh, and in the workplace, I had, I've had i learned hard lessons about telling the truth, and a lot of time, what I've really learned in the workplace about telling the truth and being honest is, um, you know, sometimes management doesn't want to hear it. And uh, they'll do everything they can to make you look like the bad guy because you said it. And so that's your subjective truth, like I say, which is the worst truth of all. <laughs> and then we run into our last truth we talked about today. Uh, we have the philosophical truths that we should be seeking always. And uh, 
we might even question those truths as we as we start to secure them. Uh, you might outgrow that philosophy as time goes. You know, Manly P. Hall said we're going to go and we're going to gladly go into the enemy's camp to secure that truth. And uh, now we're out of the enemy's camp. We're going along, and maybe we see another camp, and the the truth that we just secured. Uh, might be too heavy to carry. Maybe it doesn't uh, help us any longer. Maybe a new philosophy will. And uh, so always be seeking truth. It it can change. Uh, it it can change uh, as as you grow and as your needs change. And that's philosophical truth. It's what you need at that moment, and it's what you need uh, to help others in that time frame. Uh, so that, hopefully that makes sense. So uh, the the true Mason and the true seeker of esoteric ideals are always going to be open to uh, new uh, truth and to understand a new way of thinking. Uh, in 2023, as we study more esoteric ideals on this podcast, I might just take you into the enemy's camp more often than uh, than you might think. Uh, and all I'm asking is to be prepared, and I'm going to also ask myself, to be prepared to question uh, our own dogma. And I hope you will please join me in 2023 as we do that. I think we'll all be glad that we uh, have gotten on this path together. I think we'll all be glad that we did. And with that, thank you again for a great 2022. Let's have a wonderful 2023 together. Happy New Year, everybody. This has been the Universal Freemason Podcast. So mote it be.